The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Back in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit the uh, the country called America, and saints responded. And a ministry was born. It's called Eight Days of Hope, where uh, for the last 18 years, we travel the country and we help families in need rebuild their homes for free in the aftermath of natural disasters. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fial, the co-host. Mike, uh, we're two of 211, but Mike, I was looking at the numbers today, 9,500 families now have had their homes rebuilt across the country. $75 million of work have donated. And brother, this has always been about Jesus. Always. It's still about Jesus. Always, God is moving through his people. Welcome to Hope Reigns listeners. Oh, and you know, 2008 is when I got involved and have been there ever since. Yes. And rebuilds, um, several rapid response. And I'll tell you, it just grows and grows and grows. The ministry has exploded. I mean, between, you know... A, now safe houses, you know, feeding ministry, there's so much going on. How do you keep it all together, yeah, my brother? <laughs> well, we don't. I mean, but God does. And so there's four different arms. There's a rapid response arm that goes right away. So uh, when tornadoes hit down Amory, Mississippi early this year or flooding tornadoes in Selma, Alabama earlier, we were there. Hurricane Ian, Fort Myers, we were there within days couple days we're there we bring in heavy equipment bucket trucks we do chainsaw work tarp roofs then we have a rebuilding arm so this year in in may we had our 19th rebuilding trip where thousands of volunteers come together and it's like extreme makeover but it's not one home it's hundreds of homes and again that's where the 9500 number comes up 9500 families have rebuilt their homes we started a new ministry. It's called our safe house ministry. We build safe houses. Right now we're building a campus for adults and children who've been rescued from trafficking. And actually today our first guest is Melissa Brown mourning her on her in a minute. She's the founder of safe Harbor and we're so thankful for her, but also the newest arm that we're launching September 1st in just a couple weeks, actually this week training in Tupelo, Mississippi, where our headquarters is located. And that's our mass feeding arm, Mike. This is where when there's a disaster and power is out, and there's no food. We're going to make food and serve it through a local church thousands and thousands of meals at one time that all launches in just a couple weeks and as you mentioned on a previous show if we're not deployed there this this unit can still go out and absolutely help, which is awesome and we'll park at a local church mike when it's at its capacity when all of our leaders have been trained and our volunteers have been trained this this unit can make eight, eight. to nine thousand meals every 90 minutes every 90 minutes yeah so you could bring Come your, on. we could feed your grandkids like in six seconds. That normally takes like three hours. Yeah. You only got like 38 of them. But, you know, the safe yeah. house ministry, we can't wait. And, and Matt Schlegel uh, actually is going to be with us next week uh, as we uh, share Hope Reigns, God's Size Stories from the Mission Field. He's our feeding ministry director. And, and he's going to be telling us a little bit more next week about that feeding arm that launches September 1st. I talked to him several times. We've interviewed him before, but when I saw him in Buffalo recently, what, what what an amazing guy. I mean, just yeah. the way he's got it all, 
you know, you know, in that min- part of the ministry, sometimes it gets crazy because, oh, and, and they're so busy. He just seemed to be even. Yeah, you know, yes. he's just he, okay. He get we'll, too we'll, high. we'll get he it get done. Down too low. He's like you're pretty steady, Eddie. Um, yeah, Matt. Matt will be with us um, next week. Next week also. Ben Fuller's going to be with us. Really? Ben's going to be talking about the two concerts we're doing in Dover on November 1st and in Buffalo, New York on November 8th. We are Messengers, Cochrane & Company, and Ben Fuller. Every dollar the tickets bought at those concerts will be 100% redirected to Safe Harbor. That's exciting. It's, it's a $6.5 million mm-hmm. project that we are building, we're leading mm-hmm. in Ohio. It'll be the largest campus when it's done, 100% done. It'll be the largest campus in America for children rescued from trafficking. Does it get any better than this? No. I mean, a, a great no. concert uh, with a great artist yeah. for a great cause. I love it. And last week, Ben released his latest song, If I Got Jesus. And so we're going to talk oh, about that song. song with him next week. So great. if you haven't heard it yet, it's out. It's available. It's doing very well. I know that uh, Provident was very encouraged by the first week. But If I Got Jesus, the latest single by Ben Fuller. But Mike... There's something else that's on our minds, and for the last eight, nine days, we've been working fervently with some churches in Hawaii with the fires, Mike, and you know, the numbers, I know the numbers change, it depends, you know, where where you're looking, and and every day, unfortunately, the number has has grown, but as, as sad as this is, and this is sad, it's, it's, I mean, so many families have been affected forever mm-hmm. because of these fires. But eight days hope we're there. We're working with churches. We're providing resources, diapers, food, tents, air mattresses, storage units for families who can't, you know, they've been able to salvage some items and they can't afford or find a storage unit. You know, I know that Dustin Sullivan, a rapid response leader, he has been working fervently with other leaders to try to come up and develop that plan. But we're doing it through a local church, Mike. But the fires continue to be a challenge. It it is, and I I I can't wrap my head around people having to jump in the ocean just to get away from a fire. And so that that in itself should motivate us enough to to give give to this cause. As you go to the website, and and make sure that when you click on donate, you go to the comments and put Maui or fire in there. And every every dollar is going to go to to help these folks. Yeah. So for the month of August, Eight Days of Hope will be collecting dollars that we then will redistribute one hundred percent by providing resources through our leaders who are there. I mean, they're there. And so and we'll be hearing from Dustin in a couple of weeks about. Uh, all that God did to help those in need in the aftermath of the fires. Uh, Mike, I plan to go out there sometime in the next 60 days just to see what else could we do as a body of Christ to help sure. these families. But again, as Mike said, if you give online at 8dayshope.com, Venmo, PayPal, our cash apps, our mailing addresses on our website, our Facebook page, we'll give it at the end of the broadcast. 100% will be redistributed through the local church of these families in need with our leaders on site. But just sad to watch, mm. Mike. You know, normally we say pray, which we have to do. Yeah, we say absolutely. volunteer. I don't know if we can, that that, that yeah. door's open, but donate. You know, pray and donate on this one here. The, the, it's just it, it's just so uh, necessary. 
And, you know, I've been to Maui. Uh, actually, twice I've been to Maui. I've been to the Big Islands. I've been to Hawaii, I think, three times. I, mm-hmm. I kind of lose track. but Because one time we went when the volcano erupted on the Big Island. You did, yeah. And, you know, we did the same thing. We took a couple leaders out there. We brought resources with us. We purchased resources there. We redirected funds to churches that were there for the long haul. I mean, so many organizations, even ours, you go there for a period of time and then you leave. Mm-hmm. We want these relationships to be built between these families who've lost everything in the local Christian church. Yeah, you just said the word, the key word, the local church, because I can see in the days to come when things are being rebuilt that uh, folks' lives are going to be changed mm-hmm. and touched, and, and hopefully they'll they'll get in the church, they'll get a relationship with Christ, and they'll, they'll move their lives forward as a result. Again, donate online at 8daysofhope.com. We're ECFA-accredited Evangelical Christian Financial Accreditation. Uh, so we have an independent audit, and again, our partners cover our fixed cost, and all of them are on our website, including a couple of them like our friends at Destiny Worship Center down in Florida. Pastor Steve Vigalis, thank you so much, brother. Multiple campuses, met them after Hurricane Michael. Because of their support, we can redirect 100% of their funds to Hawaii and New Point Community Church in Ohio, where our concert is November 1st with We Are Messengers, Cochran and Company, and Ben Fuller, and what, 30, 40 miles away from Safe Harbor, sure. the campus we're building. And all those, every ticket you buy is going to yep. go to help fund yep. Safe Harbor. So a couple different ways. You can buy a ticket in upstate New York and Ohio November 1st and November 8th to attend the concerts. All those money is going to Safe Harbor, the campus we're building for children, rescue from traffic in Ohio. Or you can donate online, Venmo, PayPal, for the fires in Maui. And again, all those dollars, everything I just mentioned, 100%, we keep none of it, zero. Nothing goes to a salary. Nothing goes to a truck. Nothing goes to tools or equipment. 100% is pass through. And that is because our amazing national partners. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so today in our opening segment, we are going to have the founder of Safe Harbor, Melissa Brown. She's going to give us an update. Volunteers are out there. They've been framing buildings, the cottages, the chapel. I think the school foundation is being poured. A lot going on. So we'll be talking to Melissa. The second segment today, we'll be talking to our newest staff member, our safe house manager. Her name is Colleen Fabling. No no stranger to those who've partnered with 8 Days of Hope and volunteered with us in the past. Colleen's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Both interviews are going to be exciting. First yeah. of all, strap in because when uh, <laughs> yeah. Melissa gets going, you strap on. You'll, yeah. you'll strap in. You'll, you'll your your seatbelt. And Colleen's just amazing. Yeah, they, beautiful they, young lady. They they really are so thankful for them. So the safe campus, the safe house that we're building, Mike, six cottages, eleven buildings, including a school, administration building, a a chapel an equine facility because animals play a big part in healing for those who've gone through trauma. But this is a six and a half million dollar campus. So phase one was three and a half million dollars. And here saints were not asking for anything Mm -hmm. because the saints have already showed up fully funded as of two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So the three and a half million dollars has been raised. Mm -hmm. Eight days hope is building it for free, the labor, right? But it's all the materials and the dirt work and the infrastructure. That's That's 30 acres of land, Mike. Ooh, that's a lot of dirt to move. <laughs> and and I and I hear a rumor Uh-oh. that you might be going out there this fall. Um, we hope. I like rumors, especially those kind of rumors. <laughs> we got to get you indoors down there. Maybe yeah. we should do that, and you should come to the concert November 1st and, and then go to the campus. 
I'm telling you, I'm all in. Come on. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, we'll even buy you lunch if you come. How's that? <laughs> Wait, thank you. That's generous. <laughs> Mike says, can I get it to go as well? <laughs> can I get come it on. to go? Come on. I'll take this, 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 and can I get something wrapped up to go? No, anyways. And then some ice cream in the end. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yep. Hey, we want to thank some of our national partners, um, like our friends down in Tupelo, Mississippi, American Family Radio. Uh, Tim and Don Wildman and Walker and the whole family have been passionate about Eight Days of Hope for the last eight years. So thankful for them. They work with WDCX in upstate New York to produce and then distribute the show all across the country, including um, at KAFH. And that I believe is in Great Falls, Montana, and also at KAYA in Hubbard, Nebraska. So today, Mike, someone today is Mm. listening to you in Montana and Nebraska. What would you say to our friends in the Cornhusker State? I love corn. <laughs> can you get some my way? Oh, no, no. oh my gosh. No, That's I'm the just, best you can come up with. No. Come on. Hey, we're just so thankful that. <laughs> I love <I'm> corn. <laughs> Feed me. See, it's all about well, you, food with well, you, you still You got me in this train of thought of food, but it's exciting to. to, to, to corn. <laughs> it's exciting that folks are listening to the show and reacting to, you know, our guests yeah. and volunteering and donating and praying. That, that's what's exciting. Have you ever been to Montana? K-A-F-H in Great Falls, Montana. I can't say it. No, I haven't. Mike, I'm telling you, I took a sabbatical a couple years ago, and for two weeks, my family, you know, three girls and my wife and I, we did a two-week tour of a lot of state parks out west. Okay. I'm not a nature guy. I am now. When you see what God's created in this beautiful country, our country is so unique. Mm -hmm. People don't realize how unique our country is. From, you know, up north and and the ski slopes and the mountains to, to beautiful lakes and, and, and just as beautiful. But Montana, Yellowstone National Park is, you know, okay. touches multiple states. What a beautiful area. Not, not a lot of people there, Mike. All right. You can drive for a little bit and not see anybody because well, they're all going to Nebraska for that corn that you were talking about <laughs> a minute ago probably. But. So how do you, if you're not really that kind of guy, but now you are. Oh my gosh. How, how did that, I mean, did your wife motivate you to give this a try? Or well, what? you know, the, my kids love animals and love parks and they love the outdoors. And, you know, my wife is a health nut, so she's always trying to get us to walk around and, you know, eat healthy and, you know, eat the land, right? Eat the corn eat from the Nebraska, corn. right? Uh, but no, I tell you, it was, it was life-changing. You know, we okay. went to probably one of my favorite places, and I don't even know how we're getting, we're getting on a rabbit trail here uh, now. We'll bring it back. Antelope mm-hmm. Canyon in, in Arizona amazing place. As a matter of fact, I might, on my phone, um, oh no, I have a picture. I have pictures on my phone. I, I just, it was amazing. But we went to, uh, we saw the, you know, the big trees out in California. You know, we went to the Grand Canyon. We went mm. to Yellowstone. I, every wow. morning I would leave the cabin and go park my car and watch the buffalo and oh. do my quiet time with some worship music. Wow. It was so moving. You got to do this, Mike. Before you turn 60, you got to do this. So, Okay, how do we get back to the show? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Melissa Brown. She is the founder of Safe Harbor. It is the largest campus being built as we speak that will be used to help children who've been rescued from trafficking, sex trafficking. It's Mm. real. Fastest growing crime in the world. You'll hear, you'll hear more about it in just a minute. Thanks for joining us, Steve and Mike. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that in the United States, there's 27 states without a long-term recovery facility for survivors of human trafficking? Hundreds of thousands of women and children are trafficked every day. And right now at this moment, there's less shelters for them than there are for animals. 
we can't ignore this any longer. You know, since 2019, 8 Days of Hope has partnered with 12 faith-based organizations to provide a safe place where they can get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. By coming alongside these organizations, we're able to use the skills needed to not only build safe places, but to provide an area where God can heal hearts, minds, and ultimately souls. If you're a professional builder, carpenter, framer, roofer, or an electrician looking to make a kingdom impact by using your skill set, please consider partnering with 8 Days of Hope. You must be 18 years old to volunteer and pass a background check. But for more information, you can email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Cornhusker Fiella. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Mike, I mean, come on now. And, and by the way, the song you just heard, Cochran and Company, For My Good, yes. uh, they're going to be with us in Dover, Ohio, November 1st, and Buffalo, New York, November 8th, with We Are Messengers and Ben Fuller. And all the money mm-hmm. raised will be sent to Safe Harbor. More on that in a minute. But I called you Cornhusker because if you didn't join us in the first segment, I told Mike about a radio station in Nebraska, and I said, Mike, um, what do you think of when you hear Nebraska? And he said, corn. So that's that's your new nickname, Cornhusker. Cornhusker. Yeah, I love it. Anyways, I do love corn, though. Hey, yeah. we are really excited. I know. So do I. <laughs> Melissa Brown is the founder of Safe Harbor. I've known Melissa personally for multiple years, and she joins us right now today from Ohio. Melissa, Melissa welcome, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 80s of Hope. How are you, my friend? Hey, good to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's hard to talk because my mouth is watering thinking about all the food Mike and I have been talking about <laughs> the first segment. But Melissa, for those who don't know you, and again, we have a segment here, not two segments. Tell everyone about uh, your involvement with Safe Harbor. Why Why are you building a campus for children rescued from trafficking in Ohio as the founder? So sex trafficking is the second largest growing industry in all the world. You know, it's different than selling drugs, different than selling guns. Um, Because when you sell drugs, once they're gone, they're gone. But you can sell a human over and over and over again. And out of 50 states, Ohio, the state for which I live in, we rank fifth for the most reported cases of sex trafficking. It's uh, it's unbelievable because we are, you know, small town America. We're we're cornfields, you know, like we're just we're not what you we're not what you would expect. And so we're building a facility for child survivors 
we actually when we when we are finished with construction, we will be the largest facility in the northeast part of the United States for child survivors. Kids as young as 14 will be coming to our facility to restart their lives. You know, when I think about a 14-year-old girl, a 14-year-old girl should be worried about what she's wearing to school and the cute boy and, you know, maybe sports. She shouldn't have to be recovering from being sexually assaulted multiple times by different men wanting different things. Hmm. And Safe Harbor will be a place where kids have a brand new start. So Eight Days of Hope is leading this project from start to end, working with some local contractors and manufacturers. Mike, um, I know you've seen some pictures, but this is 11 buildings on a 30-acre, beautiful, I mean, God's country. Every time I go out there, Mike, this is like some of the most beautiful land, and I'm not exaggerating, Mm -hmm. that I've ever seen in the Northeast. Rolling hills, and it's beautiful. Melissa, a lot of progress has been made. I know that we, you know, we started working together a while back. But why don't you give the listeners a little bit uh, of the progress of, of where do things stand here today on August nineteenth? Man, on August nineteenth, so we have six buildings going up for phase one, yes. and we already have four buildings framed, and four of them are under roof. Which <laughs> is <laughs> wild, amazing, wild. It's just how God would do. You know, it's just amazing to me, like how people are are volunteering with Eight Days of Hope from all over the United States to come to Ohio to build a place for children that they'll never meet, but they want to be a part of what God is doing, and it's Mm -hmm. just absolutely amazing. Hmm. Melissa, can you give us a little bit of how you got started down this path? Oh, man. You know, I first heard about human trafficking in 2013. I went to a conference, and um, whenever we went on a break, whether it was a lunch break, a, a networking break, you know, they always put stuff in the chairs to get you excited to come back. And this time didn't feel any different, only they put umbrellas in the seats. And a lady came on stage, and she said, if you have an umbrella in your chair, will you please stand up and open it? Hmm. What I did not know is that as everyone is standing up, I and mean, we're talking everywhere. It's not every single seat, but, I mean, there's everywhere. And she says, if you're holding an umbrella, you represent someone who will be sold in the city of Atlanta today. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's one thing to, like, read statistics and numbers. It's a different thing when you're in a room. I was in, you know, I was in Gwinnett Arena, so it held 13,000 people. And there are people everywhere standing up holding these umbrellas. And you're seeing, like, a physical person yeah. representation. It was so impactful. Mm. I remember that moment like it happened five minutes ago. Mm. And I just, I couldn't believe it. What do you mean people are being sold like a commodity commodity, and being violated in the most undescribable way? And it just, I was so floored by that. I couldn't even tell you who came on after her because I was so, like, caught up in the idea that this was, a, this, mm. the only reason this is a business is because it's supply and demand. Right. There is a demand for men to have sex with children, which is just uncomprehendable but it's real and that's why it's a business because there's a demand for it and as a as a man you know one of the things mike that is is leading this charge is pornography that's right it's so easily available and it's so rampant and it starts out so simple sometimes clicking like on the wrong link or going to the wrong page uh, you know this all these kids these days are walking on these smartphones and i'm not knocking smartphones but parents there's apps out there that traffickers are using to try to get your kids and grandkids and if you want to learn more about that go to eightdaysofhope.com click on our safe house ministry tab and download the brochure that we've been mm-hmm. giving out Mike right. we've given out tens of thousands of right. those copies mm-hmm. and it's the stats and the information that the church needs to be aware of about trafficking it's real and it's happening everywhere 
and every time I hear stories like this and these updates and these numbers, well, Steve, you have uh, three, three daughters. Yes, uh, granddaughter. I, yeah, and a great right, granddaughter. I've got seven grandkids. Five of them are are girls, mm. and uh, you know, and they're still teenagers and everybody's got their devices and they got their their yeah. you know they're on uh, you, you have to it's, monitor it's it dangerous. you have to it's dangerous you know ask the questions and do the research do you know hannah fletcher who was our safe house ministry director she's now become our communications director speaking on behalf of the safe house ministry and, and again we'll be talking to colleen fabling the second guest today who is our new safe house manager now, if you, if you follow that, you're better than I am because I'm throwing a lot of names out there, right? But, you know, she and I just did a seminar at Kingdom Bound in upstate New York, a Christian music festival. And WDCX, where we actually record this uh, program that's heard across the country on American Family Radio, they had so many requests for that seminar that they played the next day after Kingdom Bound that they actually posted on their website for it. They did. Because people, I think, when they realize that this is real... They're willing to learn more of how to protect their kids. And so, Melissa, your hope and goal is to open up in early 2024. And uh, phase one was $3.5 million. July 1st, you were at 3.2. I know that eight days open safe harbor. We came together, a $300 match. And the great news was what? (laughs) The great news is that we serve a God that can do anything. (laughs) We were short $300,000. And we asked people to do a matching gift. We gave them, I think, 26 days to raise $150,000. Yes. Not only did we meet our goal, we exceeded our goal, and we have seed money for phase two construction. I love that. It's It's amazing. (laughs) It's like how God would do. And I I think, Mike, people are willing to get involved. So first of all, we we need to pray. We need to pray for those who right now— right now are being taken advantage of mm-hmm. and, and manipulated and, 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 you know, we need to pray for the survivors that are, are, there's not many places around the country they can go to get help. But, you know, Melissa, I met a survivor one time, actually she came to our national headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi. And she shared a story with me that when she was a teenager and I'm going to be careful here because there's parents driving down the road and, and there's an eight year old in the back seat. But what she shared with me is that, you know, I doubted how could there be a God? Why, if there was a God, why would God allow that door to open up to my room multiple times every single night? If there was a God, why didn't he rescue me? Mm. And now I will tell you the good news is that she was rescued. She has gotten the physical, emotional, spiritual help she needs. She's on fire for the Lord. She goes around speaking to bring awareness on trafficking. But that's a common thing theme to somebody who's been trafficked that, you know, if there was a God, where, where was he? Melissa, how are you and the staff going to navigate this journey with those children that come to your campus? That's a real thing that I, a lot of people struggle with. If God is so good, why do bad things happen? That's a real thing. You know, we're a faith-based organization, and so we are going to love on girls and help them like with no strings attached. Everybody that she's had conversations with or she's interacted with in the, with in the past has had strings attached to whatever it is that they were doing for her. You know, our strategy is renew, rebuild, restore. We want to renew her faith and humanity. We want her to understand that she has value, and it's not in her body. Her value is the fact that God created her. Mm. We want to help rebuild the inside. You know, like if you know about trauma, it really changes the way you view yourself and how you view the world. And we want to help untangle the lies that have become permanent. We want to untangle those and help her to see that God is God and that He has a plan for you. 
that this has happened, but he will he will use this for good. He will restore you in a way that we will stand in awe of. And we're gonna re- we're gonna also restore her back into society. You know, we cannot magically make human trafficking disappear out of her right. life. It literally doesn't work like that. But it doesn't have to be the thing that defines her for the rest of her life, where she's jumping from one bad relationship to another, or she's trying to numb the inside with, with drugs. We, we believe that we can really help with God. With God, it is, without God, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Or without God, it is impossible. But God is able to restore in a way that textbooks and psychologists say is, it can't be done. God can't do. Melissa, I'm going to ask you something here. This is kind of uh, a curve. Steve said something a few minutes ago that we, we really need to pray for those that have been trafficked and are surviving. And I think no one better than you can offer up a prayer. Can we stop for just a moment? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, what you're saying is just heart-wrenching and riveting. I'd ask you to pray right now just for a moment yeah. for those that have been trafficked and those that are uh, being rescued. Yes. Dear God, I thank you so much for who you are, and I thank you that there's nothing that we can bring to you that you don't already know about. Mm-hmm. God, I pray for the girl right now who wonders where you are, mm. who wonders if you're so big and mighty, where are you? God, I pray that you would that you would reveal yourself to her, that she would know that there is a God and that she is loved. God, and I thank you for how you're working at Safe Harbor to provide a place where she can arrive and be forever restored. God, I pray for the women that have gone through trafficking that haven't rescued but are still dealing with the the trauma and the memories of the things that have happened. God, I thank you for being a God who can do the the, the un um the unimaginable, God. I know that your scripture talks about how you can trade beauty for ashes. God, I pray that you would take those ugly, horrific, unspeakable moments, God, and that you would that you would touch those. Yes. Sir. And that you would touch them in such a way mm-hmm. that they would not hurt when they think about them. Mm. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for how you're making a way. I thank you for how you're raising up an army right now. You are raising up an army right now. People that are saying, hey, I want to help. Hey, I want to be a part of it. God, I pray that you would work in those people, that we would reunite to make a difference for your kingdom. Mm. I thank thank you you for all that you are and all that you've done. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. I, I don't think, Mike, in four years, we, we've never asked somebody to pray in the middle of the interview, but I'm so thankful that you did. And Melissa, thank you so much. And, you know, Melissa, um, we've got a couple of minutes left, and, and I just want to ask some questions with maybe quicker answers so we can cover a lot of ground, because someone's wondering out there these things. So uh, when someone's rescued, um, will they be able to come anywhere from America to get help at Safe Harbor at no charge? Yes. Your, your, the children, will, will they be able to go to school while they get the counseling and the medical help that they'll, they'll need? Yes. On our campus, we actually have a school building on site. We partner with, a, with Quaker Digital Academy, and they will be doing the schooling on site. Mm. And we have a medical clinic on site. Everything that a girl needs will be there when she arrives. When she arrives, she doesn't have to go anywhere else. You can just focus on her healing. Mm. Safeharborohio.org. Eight Days of Hope is partnering with Safe Harbor. And we're we're building a campus. We've never done this before in 18 years, but we serve a mighty God, Mike. In this mm-hmm. $6.5 million campus, if a check was written just to hire a contractor, 
they're going to be able to save millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. that will be used to help these children sure. who need help. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things they have on this facility that we'll be building, Mike, in phase two is an equine facility. Okay. Animals play such a big part in helping those who have suffered trauma in mm-hmm. the recovery, Mike. And, and and maybe, Melissa, just share a little bit about the equine facility and, and what the plans are down the road for that. Yeah, we will be offering equine, and it's incredible what an animal can do. You know, most people can talk about their dogs or their cats, you know, and how their dogs and cats absolutely understand when they have something going on. They can just come sit with you, and they say nothing, but they just comfort your heart. It's incredible what can be done with horses. It's unbelievable. The one thing I learned about equine therapy is that the horse picks you. And for a a child to have a horse that wants to be with you, it is Oh, my word. It is something that brings grown men to tears to see a horse connect with a child. No word spoken, but yeah. that child feels like feels chosen, feels picked. Like it, it just feels loved in a way sure. you can't really articulate. Yeah, sure. it's incredible. So this campus, Mike, as Melissa said, um, we're, we're working on the fourth building. Uh, the volunteers, uh, they come in and, and then they leave. They do two-week intervals. And we're working with some local contractors and manufacturers who are donating their services. I know, Melissa, that one of the reasons we've been able to bring the the price figure down on this campus is one of our national partners, Provia, who would not want me to say this publicly, but they've been very generous in supplying so many building materials for for the buildings for the campus. A local lumber company, Kime Lumber, very generous as well, uh, just to come alongside. How's it been to watch the local business and church community come alongside this? project and regionally as well it's been incredible you know like it's what i what i just stand in all is all of is the fact that they're not having to learn anything new like provia isn't having to learn something new they're taking what they're already experts at and using that to make an eternal difference Mm. which is incredible and and what she's referencing is they make windows and they make vinyl siding and they make doors and you know when i was on the campus last week melissa you know we were filming some videos thanking our partners for our, our saints for for matching that gift phase one is fully funded there's a praise report today um, but just seeing those doors and those windows and the chapel being built, I had goosebumps, Melissa. I had mm. goose, and it, it wasn't just like an emotional thing. But I re- here's here's where I'll wrap up. When we were walking through the cottages, I thought to myself, the house mom that will be living with these girls and the staff here at Safe Harbor, they're going to be showing Jesus to these girls mm. when they decide to step into the chapel and hear God's word, or when they start feeling comfortable to singing to him, as they start to, to to question a relationship and maybe entering a relationship, that's where they're going to see Jesus and, and be able to hear about him and learn about him. So they're going to see him from you and the staff. They're going to hear about him at the chapel. It's an amazing project, safeharborohio.org. If you had one minute, Melissa, to encourage people to either come to the concerts in Dover, Ohio, or Buffalo, New York, or to give today at safeharborohio.org, Speak to the saint out there that thinks that trafficking just happens in Vegas and New York City. Trafficking happens everywhere. It happens actually in the places that you think it it would never happen. It's not the seedy part of town for which you don't go to so it doesn't affect your life. It absolutely happens. Every single teenager in America has a cell phone, and every single teenager in America has, unfortunately, is is, is, um, vulnerable to talking to someone for which they don't know. And there are people that are scouring the internet looking for vulnerabilities in kids. 
I believe that God is raising up an army right now that will say, not on my watch, not on my watch, mm-hmm. not while I am alive in this generation, not on my watch. Amen. And I believe that is happening. And there are people that are like, well, what does that look like? And what can I be? Like, how can I help? I think educate yourself on the realities that are happening in your area because they're happening in your area. Amen. You know, pray. Prayer does more than you think because Amen. God does more than you see. Yes, yes. I like and, that. And, and get involved. Get involved. Every single person can play a part. Some play big parts. Some play small. But together, we can, we can storm the gates of hell and restore life. Amen. Melissa Brown, the founder of Safe Harbor. It's the campus that Eight Days Hope is building, working with Safe Harbor in Ohio. If you're skilled, if you're an electrician, a handywoman, a painter, you know how to do flooring, email us at safehouse at eightdaysofhope.com and learn how you can volunteer over the next six to nine months as we finish this campus. Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you for praying. Thank you for who you are and Jesus, and thank you for being an amazing partner. Yes. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. God bless you. Melissa Brown, the founder of Safe Harbor, safeharborohio.org, Mike. We've only got like 30 seconds before break. Um, She's a mover and shaker for Jesus. That's right. When I'm around her, iron sharpens iron. I love her passion for the brokenhearted. And I love the statement she just made, not on my watch. I love it. I love it. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the last 17 years, almost 50,000 volunteers from across the United States have come together to help repair the homes of over 8,300 families affected by hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, and more. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring hope and healing to survivors of human trafficking. Since 2019, our team has been able to provide multiple safe places for women and children to rest their heads at night. We are very excited about our newest arm, mass feeding. After a natural disaster strikes an area, our mass feeding ministry will be able to provide warm, fresh meals to those who have faced loss and are in need. Our goal is to provide up to 8,000 meals through a local church to provide nourishment to a community. If you are interested in volunteering with us, everything is free. We provide food and lodging. All you have to do is say yes and come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A dot com. They got a letter from the bank today. They said they want to take the house away. I thought, oh, oh, no. But daddy took my mama's hand again. And in the kitchen danced the herd away. That's where they go. Some Johnny on the radio The kind of music that can soothe your soul Soothe your soul Slow down Don't have much but I can promise you Whatever comes you know we'll make it through Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. We are messengers 
singing Slow Down, and they will be singing that song November 1st in Dover, Ohio, on their tour with Cochran and Company and Ben Fuller, and November 8th in upstate New York at the Chapel in Buffalo, New York, in a suburb, Getzville. Every dollar of those two concerts of every ticket will be sent to Safe Harbor. And that was our first guest, Mike, and I know we're mm-hmm. going to bring Colleen on in a minute, uh, but whenever whenever I'm around Melissa, uh-huh. I just I love her passion for these young girls that are going to be rescued. You know, I haven't met her in person, but I feel like I know her very well. Just hearing her and the way she speaks, it draws your heart. It gets you motivated. I mean, I could just mm-hmm. I could run around the studio here and out the door and say, just on fire because. Yeah. But to give her gifts and her talents and with the strong, strong passion she has, is contagious. Amen. And again, after talking to Melissa Brown, the founder of Safe Harbor, Mike, we're really excited to introduce Colleen Fabling yes. uh, to the listener. She is the new Safe House manager for the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Colleen, how are you today? I am great, Steve. So, Colleen, you know, a lot of people have heard Hannah Fletcher's name. She's been the Safe House Ministry Director since we we launched this arm a couple years ago and has done an amazing job. She's kind of moved over to another seat. Uh, she's got a master's degree with communications and public relations, so she'll be communicating about our, our arm. But we needed someone to step in her seat. And I, I'm telling you, Mike, out of all the people that we could have chosen that God could have sent our way, if, if we yeah, had said yeah, who yeah. could be that person, it would be Colleen Fabling. Colleen, welcome to the team. I say, Colleen, welcome home. Yes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be home. So, Colleen, tell the listeners a little bit about your journey with Eight Days of Hope, how you met the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, and how you met Jesus for the first time. Okay. Um, I was a teenager. I was 16. Um, I'd grown up in church, and I was walking through what a lot of us go through at some point in our lives, which is this crisis in, you know, what we know to be truth and, you know, just our regular rhythm as a family or or someone walking, you know, in Christian community where you you come to this point in the road where you, you ask the question, like, is God really who he says he is? Does he allow, mm. you know, crisis to happen, right. um, your world to flip upside down? And so I was a questioning teenager that happened to be invited to go to an Eight Days of Hope event in North Carolina uh, one summer. And, you know, I said, I have no idea how I'm going to be helpful. <laughs> But I would love a chance to go and serve, you know, someone in need. And honestly, just to get out of my hometown for a week and just have a break from the craziness that was going on in my life at that point. Mm, and, 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 so, and, and that was the help in the aftermath of Hurricane Irene, if I remember correctly. Yes. Pamlico County. Okay, yes. keep, keep going, Colleen. Sorry. Yeah. So I was with a group from my church, and there was over 100 of us that came. Yes. And so we were given the task of building this house from the ground up. And I, I, you know, I'd never been on a job site like that. And I thought, well, maybe we'll get it framed or or something. But we had this amazing team of people and we watched God work through, you know, we we say this, uh, choir ladies and a youth group. (laughs) 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 And it went from, you know, piles of lumber to putting the shingles on and, you know, installing the the drywall, truly, eight days. I watched this amazing transformation happen on this property. And while I was experiencing that, I'm hearing people talk about their journey with the Lord. And I remember specifically listening to people share their testimonies. 
and and thinking you can't say that kind of stuff out loud like <sighs> you won't you will be discredited in ministry or people won't trust you because of the things that you've done and i remember someone saying to me on that job site that's that's the whole point of the gospel is that we share who we were before Christ and who we are now in Christ and God allows us to be a part of his work and i remember thinking I, I'm 16 years old and I've grown up in church and I've never heard anyone tell me that. I've never heard anyone tell me that that's the whole point of walking with the Lord in Christian community is, is talking about where we've come from and the power of the cross and what Jesus did for us and now living in freedom without shame. And I was hooked, man. And I saw God answer prayer like I'd never seen before. Um, there's just, there's countless stories from that week where God showed up and he called my name. Like, Colleen, I have chosen you and I brought you to Pamlico County to help in a disaster to show you that the, the disaster that's going on in your life is not too big for me. Mm-hmm. And when you're in Christian community, I will rebuild. And so I was hooked and I was like, sign me up. I want to follow that Jesus and be a part of that community forever. And, uh, yeah, here we are 12 years later, and I have loved serving with the ministry. Um, I've been a part of rebuilds and rapid response and safe houses. And um, then when this opportunity came up, it was kind of a no-brainer that, mm-hmm. when, you know, when the Lord opened the door, I just, I, I am honored, and it is such a privilege to be a part of this team full-time now. Well, Colleen, I can see how the Lord worked in your heart to for the things He He showed you and, and brought you to. But let me let me back up a little bit. You just want to get out of your own hometown because what's ever going on? <laughs> That's right. I mean, and now you're in a situation where you're going to work on a house from the ground up. What were you What were you doing? And what were you thinking physically? What were you doing? Hammering, putting up I don't, studs, or, you know? What, how, how did it play out? <laughs> I learned how to do a lot of things that week. Uh, run a chop saw, help, you know, lay out the framing and, you know, use the nail gun and, um, you know, be one of the people lifting up <laughs> And walls. you never did that I before. Mean, I, <laughs> no, no. And, and that's what I love about Eight Days of Hope. And so, again, if you, if you know nothing about the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, and, and thank you for joining us, this is called Hope Reigns. We, we travel the country and we help families rebuild after disasters. We build safe places for those who've been rescued from trafficking as well. But we use skilled volunteers and less skilled. So when you said chop saw, mm-hmm. that you learned how to use a chop saw, Colleen, Mike's looking at me and saying, chop house? He's thinking steak. <laughs> steak. Right. And, and, and so, but, but that's amazing because you were a teenage girl. Perhaps you were a teenage boy, teenage girl. Not a lot of teenage boys know how to use a chop saw either. They don't know what it is. <laughs> but, right. But think about this, Colleen. What was going through your mind? You're leaving in eight days after you arrived. You see a home being built for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that had to impact you. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, if we back up just a minute, I had never done anything like that. But truly what happens on these trips is discipleship. Mm. And I learned about Jesus through building a home and seeing a disaster turn into a place for the church to invade and come in and serve and display good work so that people will praise God. And that's something that happens time and time again on these trips. And it is the heartbeat, is the discipleship that happens. So it's more than mentoring someone and how to, you know, 
frame a house or use a chop saw, which happens, you know. Right. I love doing that now. I love the pouring <laughs> of, of, of course you do. Now. Of course you do. But, I mean, but it's more than that. I mean, mm. I, I grew as a leader serving, sure. you know. I was invited to be a blue shirt or, or ambassador and, and have been mentored by, by you, Steve, and you, Mike, and so many others over the last 12 years. And, and I get to do that now for the next generation. It's such a gift. Wow. All right. Talking to Colleen Fabling, she's 8 Days of Hope's newest uh, staff member. Um, we don't have many, but she's she's amazing like the other staff, and she's our safe house manager. Uh, we, we have about nine minutes to cover a lot of ground, so we got I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the questions fast, and Mike and I will we'll, we'll keep this going. But So as a safe house manager, you're in Ohio now as we're building Safe Harbor, the largest campus uh, when it's fully done, they'll be in America to provide hope to children rescued from trafficking. What what kind of things do, do you do in your role? So we have about 70 to 80 volunteers that have been coming through this week. And so I greet them, make sure their background checks are completed and they're approved to be on site, um, explain the need for these facilities and the importance of keeping them private and not sharing location. Um, and, and, you know, encouraging them that this is a, a, this is a tragedy that we have to build these facilities, but it is a privilege that every single person that's here on this team has been handpicked by the Lord to make a difference for generations and, and encouraging them in that. Um, and it's just, it is amazing to see who God is bringing to this property, it literally feels like holy ground. Um, so serving the volunteers and making sure that they are fully equipped to, you know, and have everything that they need so that they can be the hands and feet of Jesus the way that they've been called. So, so that's to provide a safe place to sleep, food, worship, devotion, some of those other things that go on when, when you lead daily. Hmm. Yes, yes, Absolutely. So, Colleen, is it a little intimidating that all of a sudden you had this big project on your hands and so much responsibility? And I know you're very gifted in so many areas, but how does it feel when you get up in the morning and say, I got this task in front of me? Humbling. Um, I would say that it's humbling. Not very overwhelming because truly I have had amazing mentorship over the last 12 years um, working with this ministry. And so... I mean, I have been in train, you know, trained in the heartbeat of why we have, you know, eight days of hope and and our leadership. Um, it is a big task, but it is it is my passion, and I I love getting to wake up every morning and pour into these volunteers and make sure that we we have a safe environment. Um, you know, that we're creating a safe environment for these girls using our gifts um, the way that the Lord has has given each of us a gift to serve him in the kingdom. So Colleen, you are actually moving from Virginia to Tupelo, Mississippi to be at our national headquarters. That's going to be a little bit yes. of transition for you and your family. And, and you had to be a little anxiousness in, in, in your, your journey as you were thinking and praying that through, or, or do you feel like, you know, you've got a piece and, and this is just the season that God's leading you in. How do you navigate that as a, a single young lady? Yes. You know, it's interesting, the same week that I made the decision to put my house on the market and move to Tupelo, um, one of my pastors did a sermon on singleness and the gift that it is to be able to lay everything down without mm. 
cares of, you know, a family or children that are beautiful things and, and things that, you know, might be in my future and might not be. But right now, I have the ability to sell everything and move wherever the Lord tells me to do without questioning anything other than Jesus, is this you calling me? And um, that was perfect timing for me to hear that sermon. And of course, it's sad to leave my hometown and my church and my family community, but I have no doubt that this is what the Lord is leading me to do. And so it really was with joy that I was able to make this decision. Talking to Colleen Fabling, she's the uh, the newest staff member of Eight Days of Hope as our safe house manager, uh, Hannah Fletcher, uh, who is leaving that full-time role. She'll c- still continue to find ways to communicate about trafficking. She's so good at that, Mike. But, you know, I called Hannah. Hannah was there with Colleen, I think it was maybe last week or the week before, and mm-hmm. um you know, I said, Hannah, how, you know, how are things going? She said, well, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, this Colleen, you know, and we know Colleen, Mike, you know, sure. Colleen. Yeah, absolutely. she said, you know, I really think I can like leave now. I'm supposed to be here for three more days, but I'm just kind of hanging out at this point and, and eating, you know, dessert and, and, and listening to Colleen. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know what? Sure. And she's respected. She, right. She's a young lady. Um, you know, she's not, you know, she hasn't been in the, uh, how do I word this? She's working with people who tend to be 20, 30, 40 years older than her sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet the, the respect that she commands, and it's just not her. I think of Chandler Gurley. I mm-hmm. think of Kim Lackey, Hannah Fletcher, yeah. uh, other females in the ministry with Eight Days of Hope that has they've earned that respect. Mm-hmm. But um, right. that arm of the ministry is in good hands, Mike. Oh, absolutely. And I know Colleen's background, too. We've worked together in worship and, and had many discussions about that. And it's the same principle in her life. She's solid solid in the Lord, wants to do the right thing, and she listens to God, but she's got that, Colleen, you have that, um, I want to say gutsiness, that you're just going to go for it and get it done, It's yeah, just awesome. Yeah, it's and it's not like an aggressiveness that's right. like a turnoff or a capital A, but right. it's, it's it's confidence in the Lord that he's that's called it. me and created me to, to be here right now, and, and that wasn't by chance or by accident. Well said, yeah. yeah. Colleen, so um, I know that volunteers are serving today. What what kind of work are they doing out there? I know you're at the site. What what, what are they doing today? They are putting the roof on the chapel, yes. um, doing wiring, plumbing, hanging drywall, putting up the privacy fence around the property to protect mm-hmm. the girls. When we got here, the director of Safe Harbor, Melissa Brown, um, encouraged us that two of the major things that are happening during this blitz is a fence that represents their security and a chapel being built to represent their foundation in Christ. Oh, and I'm telling you, every day you walk on that site, it feels like holy ground. Yes. And the two <laughs> things, that fence and that chapel, the transformation every day of that those two things being built make you weep. I love it. It is the most beautiful thing to mm-hmm. see those come to come to be. I'm going to be back next Thursday, and when I was there last week and they were putting up the chapel and, and just starting to put the steeple up, I, I just was stopped. It, I stopped in my tracks, and this doesn't happen a lot to me, Mike, but I was speechless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe that God would allow me to be a part of something so big. So big, Not yeah. because of me. I mean, no, who right. am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I without him, right? I right. mean, but but God, just given God, God's given Colleen a chance mm-hmm. To be a part of something that's going to affect generations to come, Colleen. We've only got a minute, but when you hear that statement, is that overwhelming? Or are you comfortable hearing that? It's overwhelming. And you know what, what also is very overwhelming is that 
for some reason it's not me, but we're building a facility for women that could be, could have been me. Mm. And that feels like this immense privilege that, that I get to help lead groups of people to build safe places that, that are for girls in my age bracket, Mm. you know, like just amazing that for generations of young women like me, they will have a safe place. Amen. For more information about the Safe House Ministry of 8 Days of Hope, go to 8daysofhope.com or email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. You do need to be a skilled volunteer and you need to be 18 and there is a background check. And if you want to join us, we'll be there for the next nine months in Ohio building this campus. It's amazing, beautiful. Mike, we're running out of time, but you looked at me. I know you want to pray first, so let's do that. Absolutely. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for Colleen, the giftings you've given her, uh, the opportunity you've given her, the way she's using these things for your glory. Continue to empower her and bless her and her new move uh, to Tupelo and in this new job in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Colleen, we love you, and uh, we appreciate who you are in Jesus, and I I loved your statement. I learned about Jesus by building a house. (laughs) We wrote the same thing down. I love that. I love it. You were over there right now, and I normally don't take notes. You do. Your your page is like full, and I've got like one (laughs) note. I've got a note about Ben Fuller's new song, If I Got Jesus, and I got a note saying, I learned about Jesus by building a house. That's it? (laughs) That's it. Colleen, say hi to everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone. Colleen Fabling, the Safe House Manager for Eight Days of Hope. She is amazing. Oh, yes. So even though, Mike, we are helping in Hawaii with the fires, and we'll be there you know, for providing resources right through the end of the month, right. volunteers are building the largest campus for children rescued from trafficking when it's completed in Ohio. It's all about God moving through his people. Absolutely, and hats off to the volunteers. There are 200 leaders. Not all 200 will be there, but just for those that have stepped up and answered the call. Amen, amen. If you want to support Safe Harbor, you can support them directly at safeharborohio.org. We also, 8 Days of Hope, we're providing uh, all the labor for this project. Uh, there's, There's a way that you can support it if you live locally in Ohio or in upstate New York by going to the Benefit Concert November 1st at New Point, New Point Community Church, one of our national partners in Dover, Ohio. There are some tickets left. In Buffalo on November 8th, all the uh, uh, the VIP tickets are gone, Mike. They are. They're gone. Uh, but there are plenty of tickets Fantastic. left for uh, people to come in and be a part of that on November 8th at the chapel. So uh, we are messengersmusic.com or go to Ben Fuller's website. And um, yeah. You can buy Fantastic. tickets there as well. So can't wait for that concert. But every penny of every ticket will go to Safe Harbor. Praise the Lord. Love that. Love that. Yep, yep. Want to thank some of our national partners that just mentioned one of them, New Point Community Church, Pastor Dwight Mason, the team there in Dover. They have multiple campuses, including in Canton and I believe Millersburg and elsewhere. Uh, actually, the concert is at their campus November 1st. Thank you, Pastor Dwight, for your continued support. And also Crescent Memorial. This is a business, Mike, in Mississippi. They sell products to the funeral home industry across the country. They're very large at what they do. They're passionate about mm-hmm. sewing into ministries, and they're a national partner. Thank you, Terry Jackson, if you're listening, brother. he's he, This guy's got, like, the biggest heart. Oh, man. Biggest heart. It's amazing how many different businesses are, 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 and national partners have stepped up from different parts of 
society. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, you, you have you have churches and you have businesses, you have banks, Renaissance Bank in Tupelo, yeah. auto auto dealers, and and so many more. If you're ever interested in becoming a national partner, I will return your call. I promise you, because that's pretty <laughs> darn important. Just email us info at atsoap.com, and I promise I'll call you personally. But hey, thanks for joining us today. Um, for Mike Fiella and for the guests, Melissa Brown, the founder of Safe Harbor. Colleen Fabling, the Safe House Ministry um, Manager for Eight Days of Hope. And I just want to thank you for being a listener every single week here of Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.